Hello and welcome back to the Social Circle Influencer Marketing Podcast. My name is Becky and I'm Creator Liaison at Social Circle. The team and I have just come back from a very exciting weekend at VidCon Europe, the first VidCon ever held outside of the US. Known as arguably the first ever convention dedicated to YouTube creators and online video and founded by veteran vlogger Hank Green, it was an honor to be a part of its expansion into a new territory. The event was hosted at the RAI in Amsterdam and was held over the 7th to the 9th of April. At Social Circle, we decided to host a booth in the exhibitor hall of the event. The Friday of the event was for industry only and featured a variety of panels moderated and featuring personalities from brand, industry and creative perspectives. We attended a case study panel chaired by Ellie Garod of Studio 71 in which they explored the success of the thriller movie Nerve. This movie had a heavy focus on social media and therefore it made entire sense for it to use influencer marketing as a key tool in its publicity and marketing. Saturday and Sunday brought the masses to the exhibitor hall and the event was teeming with members of the community from both the biggest fans to the big name stars. We hosted our own social circle booth complete with pop-up video studio where both creators and viewers could come and have a go at filming their own video. The twist? Since our business is positioning brands with influencers, we wanted to ask people to come into our booth and have a go at pitching a product in the style of a piece of influencer marketing. We collaborated with UK High Street legendary brand Skinny Dip to provide the product and help us host a giveaway incentive to those who got in the video booth. We also partnered with author and YouTuber Connie Glynn, aka Noodlerella, who will judge the entries and select the winner. We had over 100 people come into our booth and film their own pitches, and the learnings to be had were fascinating. Take a listen to some of our favorites. What's up, loves? I'm here with this amazing skinny dip backpack. It is so soft and cuddly, so it doubles as a stuffed animal, too. Hey, guys, I'm Tina, and we all know this. We are secretly mermaids, and we have to cover this up in this human world. But the other mermaids have to know who we are so we can connect each other. So we have this bag, so it's in a shell style. So when we wear this bag, other mermaids will know that we are mermaids too and we can connect really easily. Hey guys, it's me Tahani and I am doing a promoting of the phone case Skinny Dip, which has avocados with angel wings and a halo, which is so adorable and I find it so useful and I love it. Do you want to channel your inner mean girl? Do you want a bag that's pink and fluffy, just like a unicorn? <laughs> Do you want to be the hottest, hottest, hottest member of your group? Then <laughs> buy the skinny dip pink fluffy bag. It's all you need for every day. Life is everything with this amazing thing. You can put anything in it like a card or like your entire life or life's ideas I don't even know it has amazing colors it is great Ooh, yeah, yeah. as a creator myself the way I integrate brands into my content is unique to me I like to be both open and upfront about the collaboration and the finances or biases present due to such but I also make sure that I am passionate about the product I won't work with any brand that I don't genuinely believe in so realistically the integration should be effortless most of my successful creative friends take the same approach, as we all believe it's of the utmost importance to retain the trust of your following, even when introducing brand collaborations into your content. Unfortunately, I find that the vast majority of creators are not so open about their brand collaborations, and if I was not a creator myself and did not know what to look out for, I may not have been aware that there was any financial or gifted interaction between the brand and creator at all. Ultimately, I think this is detrimental to the industry, as the reason why creators have their audience is for the most part due to the trust-based authentic relationship. 
If you break that trust, you risk losing your audience, but you also make the very concept of integrated influencer marketing something untrustworthy and therefore ineffective. Something that I found fascinating to note was that the majority of consumers, the viewers and fans attending the event, took a very much more telesales, hard sell approach to the pitch. Even those who are the most in tune consumers of a creator's content either could not replicate or did not even think to take in the more subtle organic approach, which is second nature to the typical content creator and is defining of the very industry as a whole. So what does this mean? My conclusion is this, the majority of consumers still don't fully understand that most of the products they are being showcased on YouTube are adverts. In response, I say we should call for better transparency, which in turn can only be achieved by greater awareness. Our other observation for VidCon EU was that all in all, the event was perhaps less well attended than say VidCon LA or somewhere in the city. We concluded that there were many factors which could have contributed to this. Firstly, and an obvious observation, it was the first ever VidCon Europe. While VidCon's name has a lot of sway in the USA, it has not proved itself in Europe yet, and so may not have either the publicity or the faith of the consumers yet. Another reason is one of scheduling. When we were at the event, many of the consumers we spoke to said that they were also attending Veed that weekend, the third annual YouTube festival held in Amsterdam. With much more of a local focus and featuring Dutch creators in majority, it seemed a strange choice to us that these competing events were being held on the same weekend. We remember asking ourselves why there were not so many Dutch creators on the VidCon lineup. The answer may be that they were all simply attending Veed instead. The final reason we think may have contributed to this is that Europe is not as easy to move around in as say it is to move between US states. Most of the most passionate viewers are teenagers and it's realistically not feasible for their parents to let them travel cross country through Europe by themselves, let alone for them to have the funds to do it. While the Netherlands may be a fairly central European location, it is not necessarily the hub of European creators and nor their viewers. Ultimately, we learned a lot from attending VidCon Europe and we loved being a part of it. Our booth was a great way to engage both creators and viewers and we managed to gain a lot of data and information from everybody who we spoke to. We look forward to the next opportunity to engage with our audiences and outreach into the community once again. I've been Becky, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch with us at hello at socialcircle.media or visit our website, socialcircle.media and don't forget to visit our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram while you're there.